0: They're like
1: no, I'd rather work twice as hard and make less money. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <It's> like... <laughs> I don't know why something's wrong with me, but I'm gonna continue to do this. <laughs> yeah. This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House Podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. Picture yourself spending four weeks with other high-level entrepreneurs in the northern mountains of Thailand, October 26th to November 24th, 2017. It will be full of masterminds, workshops, advisors, like-minded entrepreneurs, and of course, some fun adventure. Currently, we are offering a special early bird discount of $400 for only 10 people, Once they're filled, they're gone. Don't wait on this one, guys. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to contact us, ASAP at TheEntrepreneurHouse.com. And now, on to today's episode. Hard work, consistency, and focusing on long-term is what it takes to build a sustainable, successful business. This is what our guest was taught from her parents that immigrated to the U.S. and had a dream of building their own business. Daphina Smith is the CEO of Sunny's Hair. Sunny's Hair started out as a wig and extension store in Minnesota. Today, they have three locations across the U.S. and have absolutely exploded their business online. In this episode, you will learn how Daphina launched and grew the online part of her family's business. She also business also discusses how she learned about humility, one of the most powerful traits an entrepreneur can have from her father. Dafina will discuss in depth about how she structures giveaways with her business to grow the online and offline sales. If you are exploring new ways to sell physical products to your customers, I'm going to recommend this episode. And without further ado, let's welcome Dafina to the show. Welcome Dafina, to the podcast. How are you today?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be a guest.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate your time. And you're calling in from cloudy New York today, is that right?
1: Yes, we're we're desperately awaiting spring here <laughs> in New York. <laughs> so
0: Do you live there full time?
1: I do. I live in um, New- I live in Manhattan and right by the heart of it in midtown. And our corporate office for the website is actually in Long Island City. So I actually am not on the island of Manhattan right now. I'm in Long Island City in Queens.
0: Gotcha. Very cool. Well, again, welcome to the podcast. We're glad to have you. We know you have a lot to share, and we're just going to dive into it. And I'd like to kind of start with your background like how this all started the business and empire that it is today so let's just give you the mic and and we'll let you run with it
1: so i grew up with parents who were um Uh, My stepfather was an immigrant here from Nigeria and, you know, it was his dream to have his own business. Um, And I, as I would say, you know, I always kind of watched my parents really, you know, he was an engineer. He worked really hard, always saved his money. And um, I watched them, you know, through different iterations of many, many businesses. So I was, I remember like high school helping them. They had a janitorial company and I would be like cleaning car dealerships. nights and doing homework from there and um but i went a very different path i i went to georgetown university and then i came up to new york and i was in the buying program so my height i was a buyer at Bloomingdale's for men's fashion and i actually learned so much from there um everything that i kind of do today was really taught from that program in terms of the business of retail and I always had the uh, the intention of I wanted to have my own business I thought I was more going to do like an accessory line or something in denim um but the more that I was there I started my at that time my parents had started a business and in selling they had a beauty supply and the longer I was at Bloomingdale's the the more I could kind of appreciate how difficult it is to make money in things that are trendy, um, because you constantly have to mark them down, they go out of style, um, people steal them, they have to have mm-hmm. all the sizes, um, and so I started really looking at my parents' business, which is really primarily selling hair extensions, and I was like, that's a great business, great margins, and you know, so I would help them you know, when I would come home occasionally, but I never really was in the business, and um, I left Bloomingdale's, I went into sales, and mm-hmm. I um, actually was in real estate sales for a long time. And that was really fun. I worked with Beyonce and Jay-Z and John Mayer and Nick Cannon. I worked with a lot of, like, celebrity in that celebrity world. And I learned a lot in, you know, working with that caliber of artists, they're very high maintenance, you kind of have to mm-hmm. go. You really learn the art of sales. I was at Sotheby's in um, L.A. And I learned a lot from a different side of sales is really, you know, going – with real estate, you know, you go, you give so much without the guarantee of ever being, you know, compensated. And so you learn a lot from that and just like developing your sphere of influence and, you know, staying in contact with your customers. I really learned the power of email marketing from Sotheby's as well. Um, and around that time, uh, my sister and I, this was 2006, 2007 starting to see more people sell hair extensions online and we were, we were like you know we should do this because um, the parents already had you know the actual brick and mortar and we approached them about it and I think they just kind of thought it was like whatever like, <laughs> like <laughs> what's the website you know they were just like whatever so we um, started a, the online version of their business which I'm still doing today which is Sunny's hair so it's a little bit of a different you know journey than a lot of people it was more like bringing something online that was already an existing business and so i've been doing that for 10 years and this is the 10th year of it online and the 25th year of the business the brick and mortars would still exist in different locations
0: very nice i'd like to go back to your younger days and it seems like just from your brief description that you learned a really good work ethic from your parents and seeing them involved in different businesses and you being involved in them Also, do you feel like that transitioned into helping you run a business today?
1: Absolutely. Because I, you know, I really learned, um, humility from my, my parents because, you know, my, my stepfather especially was an industrial engineer. He had a degree, like many advanced degrees Mm -hmm. (laughs) from NYU and, um, you know, really smart, brilliant guy. But just never liked the feeling of being one layoff away from losing it all. You know, mm-hmm. he kind of was through the consolidation of, like, the baby bells in the 90s. And um, he just hated the uncertainty that and, and, you know, getting relocated and moving from place to place and never really having uncertainty. So he always wanted to have a small business. And then, you know, he went from kind of having more prestigious job and community that comes with it. To having a cleaning company, you know, where he was literally like his employee. (laughs) He was like bidding for the contract, doing the contract, you know, literally like going from being something very cerebral to being like, you know, very blue collar. Um, And his friends kind of being like, what are you doing, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and at the same time, they really, you know, we were the one thing that they never, you know, money was very tight. Um, but we still they found a way for us to go to good schools, and you know that was why I was doing homework <laughs> like at you know <laughs> while they were working and so um you know i taught- it's not just that it taught me like the work ethic, but I also think what's really important for entrepreneurs is kind of like the loneliness. Mm. That you can get when you're going after something, because like all the friends who like to say that they have, you know, my friend is this, does that, you know, friends love to have successful friends, right? But they don't always love to have people who, you know, might be going, you know, through that that transition phase or that, you know, the time when things aren't as glamorous. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's kind of what I really learned from them is that how to just. Stay the course, even when it's not like socially you know because when you're young and you're a teenager, you want like cool things and to be yeah. with the end crowd. and as you're an entrepreneur, it can be a little lonely if you're not around other people who understand
0: you, yeah, and and extremely difficult too, especially if you have a good education and you're running through a difficult time in your business and you're low on money, and your friends are like, you know you have. To a great degree, why don't you get a job and make yeah. 60, 70, 800 plus thousand dollars a year? And you're like, Yeah, yeah that kind of sounds boring to me. I think I'm gonna s- still be an entrepreneur. They're like, no,
1: I'd rather work twice as hard and make less money. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like... I don't know why something's wrong with me, but I'm gonna continue to do this. <laughs> yeah, so if I can get this, if I'm clear with this, it was your, your parents that started the Sunny's Hair business back in the day, right? Or was it you? Okay. And you kind of started working with them and then started the online sales about 10 years ago, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so the online business is, is basically, it's like, look, it is like a standalone amongst, it's like, it's like its own little branch of the business and each, because it's still a family owned and operated operation, each store is like kind of its own, um, has its own, you know, management staff and and its own separate company and so and i run the in terms of just like who pays the bill <laughs> i pay my bills and advertising and customer acquisition but as much as possible we try to leverage each other you know it's yeah. um, it's nice to be affiliated with an, uh, a brick and mortar um and vice versa for them it's nice to have a store that does have an online presence as well
0: what was it like 10 years ago getting into the online sales for hair it was so easy that i
1: wish i would have appreciated (laughs) how easy it was um we put up the site it was a yahoo store Mm -hmm. i think we had an order like two days later i think we like maybe spent a (laughs) dollar on google pay-per-click i don't even know if we were using pay-per-click to be honest with you i think it was like a customer through the yahoo marketplace Uh um and I don't think there was a such thing as a blog. The customer expectation was way, way lower. You know, we didn't send tracking numbers. It was it was very easy. You know, I will say that was a long time ago, though.
0: So what are you doing for sales these days? Like what types of online advertising? Oh, now advertising? it's just
1: like a, <laughs> what aren't we doing? So what I've, and I, that's actually really where I'm working on right now. It's just kind of tried a lot of different things and there are certain things that even if they're successful i may not like the type of customer i acquire from that mm-hmm. um and that's just not the type of business that i want to run so i'm really trying to focus on a business that's growing but that's also profitable and so right now our our major way of acquiring customer is through organic i mean 70 percent of our business is through, through either organic search or people coming direct i actually have a lot of direct business for um so i would say that's about like 30 percent of our sales and so that's just a lot of repeat buyers who we i can't really directly attribute why they're coming direct if it's just from weekly newsletters or just good customer service and then um i would say less than about five percent of our traffic comes from paid not traffic i'm talking sales so five percent of our sales come from paid about anywhere from 10 to 15 come through email marketing And then um, the rest is through, like, referrals from whether it's press or blogs that I've written about, that I've written on as, like, guest posts or influencers um, that have mentioned
0: us. Are you enjoying today's episode? I hope so. We're working hard to pick the minds of higher level entrepreneurs to bring you some applicable tactics for your business. October 26th through November 24th, we will have our most impactful event ever. Four weeks in the northern mountains of Thailand with other successful entrepreneurs that have six and seven figures in annual revenue in their businesses. The experience includes private accommodations, workshops, masterminds, advisors, high-speed Wi-Fi at a beautiful resort complex. And for our listeners, we have a special special $400 early bird discount for only 10 people. Once they're filled, they're gone. So if you're ready to seriously take your business to the next level, contact us at theentrepreneurhouse.com. And now back to the show. And I hear you've done quite a bit of growing your list through promoting giveaways. And I'd like to talk more about that and kind of the the things, uh, the tactics that you guys have done that you've seen success from.
1: So yeah, so for with giveaways, um, tactically, I can say the thing that's really worked with giveaways is just it's a reason to get in in front of your customers in a way that is fresh and new. So it's sometimes like customers might have content fatigue, but you know, if I can give away a $250 gift card to my site, who doesn't want that? You know, like Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's just... That's gonna buy you, you know. That's like my average transaction. So, but in order for me to justify giving that away, I need them to share it with their friends, like us on Facebook, engage with us more on our direct social channels. And so, I've been using Viral Sweep. Okay. I've also used Gleam in the past, just to make sure that that's more of a controlled, trackable form. Um, In the past, I've done stuff like tag your friends, you know, in comments and tag them on Facebook. And that can get sketchy because I don't know if I'm always I I didn't know in the past if I was complying with terms of service Mm. with a lot of these platforms. So by using a service like Viral super Gleam, you know, I'm I'm ensured that I'm adhering to terms and services. They also integrate like state laws of New York, which can be really, you know. I'm not a lawyer, but there's a lot of things that I have to comply with that they make sure I comply with. Right. Um, so that's nice just to have, you know, it's the cost annoyed me at first mm-hmm. um, where I was like, eh, you know, that I, that's more than I pay for a lot of services that I get. I thought I got more value out of, but in the end, I think it's really just been justified by and, having one of those two.
0: So exactly how do they promote the giveaways? I'm unfamiliar with Viral sweep and okay. and gleam.
1: Yeah, so um, I can kind of just walk you through like what the customer journey is of that giveaway, yeah. and then the tools that I use to amplify that, if okay. that's of interest. Please. So, I've found just over giving different iterations. I've given away just like the actual product. I've given away like goodie bags. I've given. I, I try to like mix things up too. Mm-hmm. But the most successful is giving. One big gift, one big gift card. So, and I went by what was my average transaction and bumped it up a little bit because I really want to be able, you know, to give them, you know, be able to purchase what most people purchase from our site. Right. So, um, for us, that's $250. So, it's a $250 gift card. And the way there's the whole customer experience of that is this: if you're an existing subscriber to my newsletter or an existing customer, you'll get an email, like a a typical campaign. I use Clavio, which I absolutely love, Mm -hmm. um, just because it gives a lot of logic and and information. Um, So that goes out announcing the giveaway. um, And in the giveaway, that email announcement, that's just for existing customers. So that's one way they're going to hear about it. And then once it takes them to a landing page where they can enter their 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 initial entry but then if they take other actions they can get bonus entries so if they share it with a friend that's another four un- entries or if they you know um like it on Insta, like follow us on instagram and in viral suite and gleam as well walks the customer through that you know through that link so that it can actually verify it so it's- nobody's like gaming the system mm-hmm um, and then, so, and that's for existing customers and that's just really for me to be a way of engaging with them, being in front of them, you know, staying top of mind for new customers or anyone who's coming from my site. It's a really great way, especially for customers who I might be like doing paid acquisition, you know, for a Facebook click or somebody coming from Instagram. It's just a way for me to capture their email, but, you know, give them something that might be of interest in the future. Um, and I really want that email address. So that's through a pop-in. Um, I use Just Uno. Um, Can you say that again? Just, just, just Uno. Just Uno, okay. And that's J-U-S-T-U-N-O. And I really love them. They, I probably use them to like 10% of their ability. Um, they have really smart targeting for exit intent and, you know, time on site and from, you know, whatever. So that's one way that I'm getting new people Prospects, people who have never purchased from me. And then the other way is that lately, what I started doing this year was devoting a percent of my budget on Facebook to getting lead ads through Facebook using the giveaway. So I do a lead ad and that takes them to the landing page, and then my Facebook pixel code is like tracked in that in Viral Suite. So then I'm able to retarget, you know. But I also have their email address and then their engagement. And so those are a lot of different ways that I can, you know, have that customer now. Once they sign up for my giveaway, if they've never purchased from me before, they're gonna get like a welcome series email. It's a series of four emails. One just telling about the story of our brand. Another one a couple days later of uh, some of our top blog posts, helpful content. I try to keep stuff on the the border of being helpful versus being salesy. Mm-hmm. And so that's those are all the ways that I'm leveraging the giveaway. And then I'm, you know, also for anyone who's subscribed, I'm gonna touch base with you midway through the giveaway. Hey, it's almost over. Make sure that you um are sharing with your friends and you're you know, giving getting as many chances to win as possible. Then you get to announce the winner. And that email usually has a really high open rate because everybody wants to see of course. them. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone who enters always gets a consolation prize which is usually a gift card of a certain value or a free gift oh, nice. um, if they opt in. And, so, and then <laughs> there's also that final email reminding people the gift card is only for a limited amount of time. I usually make it like, I usually announce the giveaway on a Friday and um, on Sunday the, at midnight it, the offer ends. So then it's another way to email them on Sunday night being like, hey, you only have a couple hours left. Make sure you redeem that card.
0: How and often are you doing giveaways?
1: I have been doing them for the last year every month. This past month, I switched and tried to do a weekly giveaway um, for a lesser amount. So each week I'm having four winners the month of April. It's for a fifty dollar gift card and for a bundle of products called Good Hair Days that are like designed for hair extensions. And so I haven't really like sat down and crunched the numbers, um, but I have noticed that this month that my lead, like for my Facebook ads the lead cost has gone down significantly, almost like by almost by like fifty percent um, mm-hmm. of acquiring with every week that goes on. So I don't know. I don't, I, but I'll, I haven't like gone through the numbers yet to see which one has a bigger return doing it weekly. But monthly has been pretty good.
0: Do you guys know the numbers on how many new signups or how many new emails you're getting per giveaway?
1: Yeah, so let's see. I can if I pull up. I mean, I can tell you in the last six months. Okay. We've had 800 email 800 new emails. 850 new emails through the giveaways and then what i found is more if i look at what ends up happening is i'm really getting a good two to three new customers through that welcome series
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um as well and then what's really good is the engagement with the existing customers a lot of them are clicking on the email and like redeeming like those consolation prizes
0: that's a good little trick i think
1: yeah because it's uh, like, you know, how many things can you send that's, like, a special offer? But a, a small little gift card and, you know, it's, like, kind of a fun thing to see did I win this month.
0: I know you were giving away the $250 card and then you just tested out weekly giveaways for a smaller amount. Have you tested out any other amounts besides that
1: $250? Um, I've tested out giving I've so – I've tested out doing – one was a – Hundred dollars shopping spree. Like this is just language, right? It's a hundred dollars shopping spree on our site, and then a best of beauty swag bag where I went and picked out like my favorite new beauty products. And that one did okay, but the biggest one was the two hundred fifty dollars gift card. I've also tried out tried giving um, away just products like clip in hair extensions, Mm -hmm. Um, and that one had the lowest opt in rate and engagement rate.
0: They want the gift card.
1: Yeah. Pretty
0: much. <laughs> Makes sense. How's your Facebook ads doing? Are you So you're doing Facebook ads and you're doing what other type of advertisement?
1: So I don't really do. Okay. So uh, let's see. Google pay-per-click is very minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do like dynamic retargeting ads um, through, I believe I've been using um, AdRoll for that. Just like their minimum because they're a little too strong, I think. Mm-hmm um and it can get creepy so just do the very smallest buy-in that I can do for that um and then and when I say like I do like tiny amount of pay-per-click um on Google it's just it hasn't it's just not something that's intuitive to me any longer it's changed every time I get used to it it changes um but with Facebook I've been doing I've been doing more this year with Facebook so I've done I do the lead ads. I also just do like a lot of amplifying content that I already have because I have so much so many years of writing blog posts. So I, use, I do that a lot for website clicks just mm-hmm. to get traffic. It's more like I promote diff, like some of the top blog articles that I that we've had um, and that's just more presenting ourselves in a more helpful light than trying to just go for the sale right away. And then I've been doing a lot of like with Klaviyo, Um, you can sync your email, uh, your email lists, which are segmented by like how much somebody might have spent, or what type of product they buy, and I sync that with Facebook, so that I can do smarter advertising. So let's say I send somebody an email that's like, hey, you bought this product, but you didn't buy this product, and a lot of people who buy what you bought also bought this. Well, I can sync that list on um, Facebook, and then I, so not just sending the email, but I can also present that ad to customers on Facebook nice. in tandem with the email. So I try to do, I've, what I'm working on now is having a better strategy of what I want out of the Facebook ads versus just doing like a lot of conversion-based cold traffic you know, type of um, ads. I'm just doing a smarter ad spend right now.
0: Very cool. Dafino, we're going to have to wrap up soon. And I, I want to ask you if you have any final wisdom that you would like to share with the listeners before we sign off.
1: I think what I I was sitting with someone, um, my friend's husband, and he was just talking about some of the people he's spent time with and what he found to be, you know, some of the, the most amazing people that he's ever come across. And they were Warren Buffett um, Shimon Perez and Sydney Portier, and he, you know, the the thing that he linked being similar, to, you know, that they all shared in common is that they were so excited and way more focused on what's next versus on what they had already achieved. Mm. Um, just, you know, in the time that that was like his one takeaway from spending time with these people, and I think that that's like a pretty amazing group <laughs> of people to <laughs> learn from. And so that's really just what I'm trying to, you know, get more comfortable with is being grateful for your past and the lessons and the successes and everything, but not resting on that and just really being excited to learn what's new and what's next and, you know, what, what's, what the future holds, yeah. um, is something just my one little,
0: you know, it's, it, <laughs> little it's <nugget>. it's <laughs> great. That's a great nugget because it's interesting because it's almost expensive expected that we just people in general whether entrepreneurs or not are supposed to hit a level where they reflect on the past and just enjoy the fruits of their work from their life instead of keep going right and you but you, you see those people that do keep going and and so I think well a couple things I think a lot of people just settle for that they say oh I think I should now retire or even if you're in your 30s and you've made a lot of money then you say oh I think I should just enjoy this instead of continuing that learning process or focusing on what's next because of kind of the mentality that society has so it's a really good point yeah
1: and that things are changing so fast that as soon as you're like sitting back celebrating your success some new <laughs> company comes out and is like totally focused on, you know on on innovation and learning and not just Doing what's always been done. Right. And you can be like, what happened?
0: (laughs) Well, and that's the thing that's different with the world today is 30, 40 years ago, if you retired at the top of your game, 20 or 30 years later, things would still be kind of similar, right? You would still be a professional in that field. These years, if you retired at the top of your game, two, three, four years down the road, everything has changed. And and so it's key and it's important. Great little nugget that you shared. So we're going to wrap up there. Dafina. I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate your time and sharing your story and your tips and tricks and your wisdom with us. So thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much. It was my pleasure.
0: And if the listeners want to reach out, where's the best place they could get a hold of you at or learn more about your business?
1: Well, they can always visit on sunnyshair.com and use the contact button. I actually read every incoming message i don't know if i should say that but i do (laughs) um our social channels are great as well on instagram sunny's hair and facebook um sunny's hair as well
0: perfect thank you so much once again and listeners thank you for joining us we're gonna sign off and see you all on the next episode goodbye everybody The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six- and seven-figure entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day-to-day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for attendees, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it it. This year, our main event will be held in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It is four weeks from October 26th to November 24th and held for six and seven figure entrepreneurs only. It will be full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, co-working, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. This event will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested and have some questions, be sure to contact us through theentrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact. We will respond as soon as possible. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.